It's DTS 97. The companion app is getting some LFG, some awesome artwork, and we talk about rewards. Listening to Destiny the Show. Welcome to Destiny the Show, the best place in the Destiny universe for you to stay up to date on the world that is Destiny. I am BBK Dragoon, joined as always by my awesome co host Diddy. How are you doing today? Doing awesome. Yes. Why? (laughs) Why awesome? Uh, I, so my apartment complex has been going, undergoing renovations because of all the hail damage that's been happening. Yeah. Um, and they updated their fitness center. So I started working out this morning. So I feel, oh, I still feel pretty good. They have a rowing machine. So they do. That's oh, really exciting. worried about that, man. I, I was, I was like, Oh, I'll probably just go do the spin bike or whatever. And then I walked in, there's a rowing machine right there. I'm like, hell yeah. So. Uh, yep. Back in high school, what? I rode crew for a year, so that was exciting. Nice. How was that? Tough? Big up a body? It was very tough. Um, our varsity team competed at the collegiate level, <laughs> mm. so it was very intense. Dude, super program. What'd you play this week in the world of Destiny and gaming in general? Uh, with Destiny, mainly just PvP. I released my No Man Beyond Crimson Doubles edit video montage i don't like saying the word montage ever um because i'm don't think i'm that kind of good um but it's it's awesome it's got some good music i think and synchronized headshots to the music Mm-hmm. i loved it it'll be in the show notes the music was fantastic thank you and just destiny pvp that's all i've been playing recently i haven't really uh, done any raids or one or two challenge of elders runs but uh, mainly pvp focused for right now we nightfall this morning i didn't get the shotgun did you i got 17 strange coins that's right that's right i remember that <laughs> and you were complaining about those coins man i have almost I 500 coins right now i'm saving up for a thousand <laughs> before the fall expansion we'll see nice. if it happens or not oh <laughs> uh, we nightfall this morning i played pvp a bunch this week I almost got to the lighthouse on Bannerfall. We got to game seven, matched an Australian team that was incredible, lost, and then we matched them again, and Oof. that was the end of our trials run. But uh, we played hard. Shoutouts to Azure and Sassy. I apologize for Dragoon's sorry butt not being able to <laughs> get work done. This is Dragoon from the future, and we made it to the lighthouse. I did another run with Sassy and Aura. Shoutouts, and we got there. It was awesome. Redemption. Okay, just wanted to let you guys know. Back to the show. Played the Halo 5 Memories of Reach update, so a ton of infection. Infection is finally in the game after six months or whatever. They've got it in there. Excellent map pools. Scoring's a little bit off. Last Man Standing gets way too many points. Overall, solid update, and then Destiny PvP with a bunch of different people. It's about time to hop into the news. The Commanding app is getting LFG updates. We've got a cool few set of websites to show off. News! 
is. As always, it's the Twibbity Twab this week at Bungie. Wow. So the art stream happened this week on Wednesday. We had Jesse Van Dyke, Joseph Cross, and Adrian Majak. I have a very hard time pronouncing his last name. Give it a go. Do you, can you get it? Did he? Maj Krasak. Very nice. Very good. It's about an hour-long stream. They showed off a bunch of concept art. All three of these guys' art station accounts are linked, and you can see some of the concept art that these guys have built. Oh, my god! You need some new wallpapers? Yes, you do. Go here. These artists are incredible. The concept art for Destiny is so good. I wish I could play in that world because it just looks so damn good. Joseph Cross's page in particular, some of them look photorealistic. You know what I'm saying, Diddy? Yeah. It, every single one of the artists is very, very good. Joseph Cross yeah. does a lot of the emblem stuff and a lot of the mm-hmm. theme colors. Specifically, he has uh, Sparrow Racing League stuff on his page. Um, and it's it's amazing, man. The full recap, well, not recap, but the full stream itself is viewable in VOD form. I watched about the first 30 minutes. I didn't have time this week to see the entire thing. They generally stream when I'm at work and when you're at work, so it's a little bit hard to catch up. But from what I saw, it was very enjoyable. Just hearing about the thematics of the actual lore surrounding what built the artwork was fairly interesting to hear. But there's some other big news that came out of this week at Bungie. And what is that, Mr. Windows Phone user? (laughs) Uh, i don't know because it's not on my platform no it's uh the recruitment um, additions to the companion app so basically lfg in the uh, companion app now uh, almost usable i think it will be added here fairly soon i can't remember when the date is it's just as well as your own personal clan form is coming soon that's all they say but yeah it's an lfg for the destiny companion app has everything from selecting your platform, the activity you want to do, how many spots are needed to fill, uh, if you need a guide or a Sherpa, microphone required, uh, you can select the atmosphere that you'd like, maybe the intensity, like, is this die-hard trials run? Yeah. yeah, I hope hardcore is one of those. Sweat. Sweat needs to be one of the intensity, sl- like, sodium. Sodium. <laughs> sodium. Maximum sodium intake. So, all right. Good job, guys. I think it should have been here at the start, but (laughs) thank you. Now, the next step is putting it in the game. No, no, Diddy. Diddy. (laughs) That kind of thinking gets people in trouble. I mean, I'm a dreamer. What do you think this is? (laughs) (laughs) But for reals, this is an awesome feature. I'm appreciative it's being added in, but you can't help but have mixed feelings about this because there's already a ton of excellent community created LFG sites that like the are where the, the population Discord. is like the destiny the show discord. Nice little <laughs> plug right there. No, I'm thinking mainly more the like planet destiny LFG or the destiny mm-hmm. tracker LFG. Right. I want to use, if I'm going to use an LFG service, I want to use the one that's got the biggest population to choose from. And it's in most cases, those two sites. So is the companion app going to be teeming with people? Because most of the folks who use LFG already have gotten comfortable using the other third-party tools. I don't know. I guess it'll depend on how successful the companion app is, how effective it is. But like you said, why not throw it into the game? Do you think it's a last-gen console restriction? Because that's what I'm starting to think it might be. Um, it, It's possible. Um, I've been hating on last-gen for forever. Um, 
because I still think it's holding us back. But anyways, it's, yeah, I would say something like that. Um, they're probably just waiting, maybe not for the fall, but for Destiny 2. I hate that. I hate the numbers. Um, but the next Destiny um, sequel, I think that's when we'll see it. Destiny Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're not going to number it, bro. It's going to be like <laughs> Indiana Jones status right here. I really hope they don't number it. That would be awful. They probably won't. I don't know. Marketing-wise, whatever makes sense to the investors is what they'll probably end up doing. It's odd. Out of game, totally fine. Let's build the tool set to help people get together. In the game, no, no, no. No. Needs to be done outside <laughs> of that realm. Anyway, you did mention the Destiny the Show Discord. What is that? Platform for you to chat with other Destiny the Show fans and listeners. Discord.me slash Destiny the Show. Tons of people. Over 350 registered members now. That's insane. Yep. Like two and a half weeks ago, we had 100. So it's growing fast. I'm playing PvP with like full groups of five and six every single week, at least one day of the week, meeting a ton of cool people. All we ask is that you're respectful, but it's a great place to find similar folks who like Destiny, who want to talk about Destiny. All right, the next thing on the news I want to talk about is destiny.neonblack.moe slash reputation. Horrible URL, like absolutely terrible. <laughs> it's going to be on our website, destinytheshow.com. The reason I bring this up, it's the Destiny Reputation Calculator, and you can just Google that and find it. I loved this tool. I found it on Reddit this week, and what it does is you can search your character, and then you can see all of your different reputations, from Crucible to Vanguard to your faction. And if you click on it, you can see how many activities you need to hit the next rank. So let's say I'm New Monarchy, rank 30, and I'm halfway through it. It'll tell me I need 50 bounties, or I need to do... 50 strikes or three nightfalls or whatever until I get the next rank. Such a cool way when you're planning out your week in Destiny, if you're looking going, hmm, which activity should I prioritize first? Oh, I only need three bounties and a strike to get my next rank up package. So just a really cool website. I don't know. Did you check it out, Diddy? Uh, I did. It had an error. I think too many people were using it at the time I checked, but I think it's awesome. It's a more tangible way to see what the fastest and easiest way is going to be for you to get that next faction rank indeed this week's theme for dts is link a palooza so continuing <laughs> that theme iphone wallpapers for the subclass icons submitted on reddit by forever drummin it's a bunch of nice quality class wallpapers for your mobile phone so if you're a sun singer a void walker night stalker whatever your poison might be you can throw these up on your phone i just thought i'd I, I know it says phone. iPhone, but as a Windows phone user, I have one of these wallpapers <laughs> on It'll my phone. It'll fit. Am I, am I breaking the void there? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. You can't <laughs> say that. Next up, a brief shout out to Crucible Radio. It's another podcast in the Destiny world. They focused on all things PvP. I've been listening to them for about a month now. I think they're one of the best podcasts in the whole Destiny sphere. One of the best podcasts I've listened to in general across the whole spectrum of podcasts. They wrote an excellent program in this last week. They talked about skill-based matchmaking versus connection-based matchmaking. What I thought was a pretty fair and balanced argument from both sides of the coin. Diddy, you also listened to it. I think it's mandatory for our listeners, right, to check that out this week if they like PvP. Yeah, if you're at all interested in the skill-based matchmaking versus connection-based matchmaking discussion that's going on in the Destiny sphere right now, 
definitely worth a listen. They go on for about 25 minutes. They actually, it seems like they prepared a debate style. Like they actually wrote out their, their arguments and they had sound bites. It was very more professional, I would say, than anything else I've heard. It's, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. And I bring it up because this week, the hot topic, or about a week and a half ago, a lot of the hired core PV payers have noticed that matches are getting tougher, and it feels like there might have been a little bit of a tweak in the skill-based matchmaking settings, perhaps prioritized a little bit more. Or is it simply the fact that the April update brought a lot of people back, and now they're dropping off once again? We don't know. It's all conspiracy. In our show notes, I actually linked a giant Reddit post about a guy who went very clearly into detail about a response Cosmo had on the board saying that they have not tweaked skill-based matchmaking since they last officially talked about it. But what's interesting, Diddy, when I actually click this, the dude deleted the post. I guess he got too much negative feedback because he's completely removed that post. Had a ton- I mean, it hit front page. It had like almost 300 comments on it, so interesting yeah it was it uh i did see it before it was uh removed i don't know if that was uh if it broke a moderator rule and some moderator it was a bit it. ranty it but was a it, bit uh, ranty it could have been witch hunty um but mm-hmm. it was a uh, it was a pretty good read but uh, unfortunately no longer exists there was in an iron banner it was either two iron banners ago uh, i think it was where Monday, or excuse me, Tuesday through Thursday felt very good, but then Thursday something happened midday where the matches just felt much worse connection, much more sweat, more challenging. It's the forever, like, you just said it, witch hunt of, are they tweaking settings behind the scenes? I would safely assume yes. And we shouldn't demand for them to put out patch notes every single time that they do so. Transparency, very important. And I don't want more SBMM. I'm in favor of connection-based matchmaking. You and I both have talked about this on the show more times than we can count. Make a ranked and social distinction, dude. Rank yep. playlists. That's yep. where SBMM hardcore people can go. Connection-based matchmaking for the social folks. We can enjoy casual matches in harmony. Yes. Totally agree. All right. Bunch of people making infographics this week on different ways that you can reach 335 light. Those will be linked on our website below. Really interesting ways to visualize. There's a ton of different activities you can do to get to 335, right, Diddy? Yeah, and the way the infographics laid out is like stepping stones or Mm -hmm. steps, stairs to 335. Starts out with 310. There's a couple ways to get 310 items. There's more ways to get 320 items. There's even more ways to get 330 items. And then to get to 350, it lists like 12 of them. Uh, and now those are activities that will that can drop up to 335 light um, mm-hmm. obviously drops are still affected by your current light level at the time yep. of getting that smart gear. loot um, but that's why it's depicted in this stepping stone way you know you get to get that next level you got to do this get to the next level i got to do this it'd be pretty overwhelming if you're a brand new player or if you're a returning player who's like what do you mean? How do I get max level? Because back in the day, it was just running Vault of Glass yep. until you got all the shards that you needed. So if you're somebody who's coming back to the game going, you mean I can do Iron Banner or go to the Lighthouse or get five and seven wins or Iron Banner rewards, the weekly, you know, for Shaxx Bounty, King's Fall Hard Mode, etc. Like, this is a great thing to send to that player who's brand new or returning. Yep, exactly. All right, so we're pulling in something a little bit left 
field with this one. A Kotaku article I sent you this week, Diddy, about a World of Warcraft designer talking about complaints from the community. Could you sort of summarize this article and then we'll talk about why it fits into Destiny? Yeah, so we were talking in the pre-show about how World of Warcraft, the community is very vocal. You know, it's a very large community. World of Warcraft's been along for a really long, around for a really long time. Um, and this designer, he, he gets real. This is the title of the article. Gets real about the complaint that Blizzard doesn't listen. Blizzard and Bungie can almost be interchangeable in this article, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, as far as I, my impression goes. But a quote from the article is, it's exceptionally rare that everyone wants the same thing. And that's the designer talking. And it's mention, it's referencing the fact that uh, the game, it can't please everybody. You know, yep. there's not one thing in Destiny or in this instance, World of Warcraft, that everybody enjoys. It could be mm-hmm. some people really enjoy PvP, but they hate raiding. Or they really love raiding, but they hate PvP. I know people like that in Destiny already. There's already similarities there. And the article just goes on to explain that, you know, World of Warcraft updates, they cater to a specific group, and then everybody else complains about it, except for that group that it's for, and then their next update is for a different group, and then everybody else complains about that update, and it's just a never-ending cycle. No one's going to be pleased with every single update that the developer pushes out. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to quote here from the article. The fact is, nothing in WoW caters to the majority of players. No single portion of the game, aside from leveling up, is for everyone. A minority of the players raid. A minority of the players participate in PvP. A tiny minority touch mythic raiding. A tiny minority of players do raided PvP. A minority of players have several max level alts. A minority of players do pet battles, roleplay. The list goes on and on and on challenge mode dungeons auction house things end quote that is a problem wow has but destiny shares the same thing there's pve players who want specific stuff there's pvp players who want specific things there's a broad amount of folks who got to let's say level 40 and maybe 280 to 90 light and then just never played the game again there's so many different facets of the community And they're constantly shouting at the developer, we want X, we want Y. The perspective that I take into this, I have played WoW on and off for like the last 10 years. My character is the same character I had back in vanilla. And I like WoW and I play it a few hours a week, but I am not hardcore. So while the entire community of hardcore players is very upset about Warlords of Draenor, which is pretty easily the weakest expansion that they've ever had, I'm pretty happy. I look around, I'm like, there is so much stuff to do. Why? Because I'm not part of the top 10 or 5% of the player base. In Destiny, the majority of the people listening to this podcast, I would imagine, are in that top 15 to 20% who've ran raids, who've done trials, who've done Iron Banner, who've participated in the majority of the activities. We forget there is a huge, broader population of folks who just don't ever watch YouTube about the game and get on to play with maybe a friend or two, right? Yeah, exactly. And people in the Destiny of the Show Discord, they say, hey, I've never done a raid before because I've never been able to get six people together to do a mm-hmm. raid. Can you help me with that? And it's really easy to forget, oh yeah, those kinds of people exist because not everybody's going to be able to play Destiny five, six, seven, eight hours a day. They might get two or three hours a week. And when the Taken King came out, 
yeah, there was tons of content available for us. And yeah, personally, I played that game so much. I didn't have a full-time job then. That was my downtime when I was searching for a job between college and uh, adult life, I should say. And I had time to play that game 10, 12 hours a day in different sessions. And yes, it was unhealthy, but I did, I was hardcore there. But now I'm in the boat where I get to play Destiny maybe three hours a week because Hmm. I have a full-time job. And now it's like, yeah, I can still do things in Destiny. It's it's not stale for me yet because I don't even think I'm 320 light yet. I'm 319 right now, and I'm slowly Mm -hmm. grinding up those steps. And it's just fun for me to do. And I would consider myself probably a more casual player at this point hmm that's well you still know how to raid and you've still done activities <laughs> i guess more so than probably like the 60 or 70 percent but i'm a seasoned veteran that got wounded in the war there you go there you <laughs> go oh by the way both my warlock and the titan are high 320 i think the warlock nice. is like 329 and the warlock is 326 no wait titan 326 words hard to say nice but going back to this conversation here, I played Trials this week, and the team that we versed that shut us down at Game 7, those players had almost 100 days playtime, some of them a little bit more. For perspective, on Xbox One, if you add all my characters together, I think I have like about 30 days playtime, which I am not going to understand PvP to the same degree as the player who has 100 days playtime, yeah. and the majority of that's in PvP. That person is going to have different feedback, different needs, different desires for his inner destiny community, which is that half a percent of PVPers who are like at the top of their game kind of a deal. So Bungie has to parse through an overwhelming amount of vocal suggestions and feedback and decide which ones they want to implement and how it's going to affect the broader community. Yeah, I I totally agree. And from the article, again, they say, if our goal was to please a majority, we would likely have to make a version of that specific reward item available through raiding. And I'm going off book here, strikes and PVP and whatever, because it loses that exclusivity. Mm -hmm. But I think they've done a good job in year two when we look at that infographic of how to get to 335. Hey, there are multiple ways for you to choose how you want to play to get up to the max level in this game. That's awesome. I applaud that decision. The reason we're talking about all this is because long-term rewards. I wanted to talk a little bit about the absence of those really cool year one exotic weapon bounties, like the Thorn Bounty. You and I were just talking about hey, you remember the Thorn Bounty? That thing took quite a while. For maybe listeners who are only year two players who never got to complete that bounty, what were the steps involved? Like, if you could just recall off your head. Oh, gosh. Um, You had to find the hand cannon in a specific story mission, and then you had to go into the Crucible to get 500 points of void damage, which... If you died in the Crucible, it detracted points, so you had to use Void Weapons to acquire points, and it was it was very difficult. Uh, and then you had to turn it in. That's very... That, I butchered that whole thing. But basically, it was a PvP grind. And it took a few weeks. It took... Uh, maybe not a few weeks. Uh, maybe for the 
the average player, but the, average. the top 1% crucible player that I was in Vanilla Destiny. Holding your no, pinky just, out. <laughs> hear that. that. That exotic bounty was so awful, but because it was so grindy. You know, the first time I did that thorn bounty um, was on the PlayStation when I didn't have an Xbox yet. And it took me, I only had like a void fusion rifle and I had to get 500 points. I think a kill was worth two points an assist was worth one point uh, or five or 10 points or whatever. And then when you died, it was uh, a loss of two or three points, something like that. And I only had a void fusion rifle to complete it. So I had to Uh. use that weapon because it was void damage in the crucible and since i was a hunter main i couldn't use my nova bomb and night stalker wasn't a thing then so it was very difficult for me but when i got it man it was so rewarding because it was this really cool exotic hand cannon that i had never seen or used before and it was good it was a rewarding process i think in year two the weapons that characterized a similar process was touch of malice and the exotic swords I loved those quest lines because I invested into them for a long time. And when I got the weapon, oh, yeah. And anybody I saw with the weapon, I knew very intimately what they had to do to get that. And it's almost like this nod of like, all right, bro, you got all those fragments. Nice job. Did all this stuff. (laughs) I want more and more of those in Destiny because it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of long breadcrumb trails to chase. I brought up this topic because... Earlier this week, I got the Draenor Pathfinder achievement in WoW. That's also the reason I linked that WoW article. Nice. And it's like a two-month-long process where you get an achievement that lets you fly in the latest expansion. This latest expansion, Warlords of Draenor, they didn't let players fly unless you worked through this really long questline that involved basically like a month and a half of running daily missions. You had to beat every story, like main story mission on Draenor. You had to explore the entire island that was Draenor, have all the areas explored on your map, get a hundred treasures, and I think there was like one other step to it. And it took me like two and a half months because I don't play the game very seriously. And when I finally got it, Super rewarding because I'm flying in Draenor. Took me forever. Anybody I see who's flying, it's like if you ever seen motorcyclists on the highway pass each other, they always wave. They're always like, what's up, bro? Like they don't know who they are. Just, what's up, bro? It's that same thing. Anytime I'm flying around on my mount, I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? What's that, dude? What's that, dude? You've same entered thing. into this exclusive club that That's only right. you understand what it takes to get there. Well, why not Can in you Destiny imagine? have like a sparrow buff right where you get 10 percent extra sparrow speed if you ran srl okay in this hypothetical world let's say srl is an event that happens every single month just like iron banner which is what if you have yeah it should totally be (laughs) why couldn't you have some really awesome sparrows that take a couple of months to get or just more long-term grinds that don't shove power at the end of the grind i'm not given any advantage by being able to fly and drain ore none it's convenience it's vanity that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not imagine, asking them to stick yaller horns down there. Imagine playing Skyrim and you had to earn the right to fast travel. Obviously, you yeah. have to. Oh, di- yeah. You, you have to discover the place, obviously. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you had to walk from one end of the region to the other just to unlock the ability to fast travel, man, oof, that would be awful. But worth it. 
Well, the reason they didn't do flying at the beginning of Draenor is because they wanted people to experience the content and really learn the zones. When mm -hmm. you fly over it, you just sort of geometry and level design goes through like out the window. Poor Blizzard worked so hard to build this zone and then you're just up there at like 10,000 feet and it's nothing but blue air around you. So <laughs> that's the same idea with Touch of Malice, I think. You have explored a boatload of the areas in the Taken King and you've gotten all these fragments and you've gone through the raid and you died, you know, same thing with the swords. But why can't there be more that aren't attached to weaponry? Why not more items that give vanity benefits, a class item or a shader or a sparrow or a ship, etc. The list or goes an on and on or mm -hmm. a raid. What? Sorry. <laughs> Time Imagine sensitive events. Imagine if you had to unlock the next raid. Oh, mm. man. People would be salty. <laughs> well, we've talked about that. That's the idea of wing raiding, where you have yep. to beat one wing sequentially before you go on to the next one. Mm -hmm. People would flip out, though, if you had to beat Vog and CE before King's Fall. Because let's say you're a year two player, like, I can't find anybody to run that stuff with me. So goes right back to our <laughs> our the wow dev saying everybody complains about their own specific issues so time sensitive events you wanted me to throw this in the show notes why not more yeah so black spindle i mean it's going to be that specific daily story mission um what's the other one sleeper simulant duh it's on the seventh of the month that's when that quest is unlockable or accessible those types of things where, you know, it's it's kind of sad that they're not discoverable, but locked behind a time gate, it makes the game a little bit more uh, fluid. You know, you're, you're looking forward to something. You know, if you're a newer player to the Taken King and you get killed by the Sleeper Simulant in the Crucible or you raid with a group and they're like, oh, just pull out your black spindle, bro. And you're like, oh, I don't have that. How do I get that? And that gives you motivation to go learn about that specific reward. You know, you have to find out what are the quest line steps to acquire that weapon. Well, I'm even thinking more so like weekly events where there's a calendar in game. When you press start, you can see the calendar of events. And this week it's Iron Banner. And the next week you see for one whole week, seven days, is the return of Queen's Wrath, this awesome PvE event that lasts a week with exclusive rewards, and then the week after is SRL, and then the week after that, you've got the Heroic Strike Weekend or something, where strikes that weekend have a chance to drop strike exclusives more, or you get extra or marks or coins, gains. or double rep gains, exactly, and this next week, it's all about a trials event weekend where trials for this, you know, one weekend is going to grant you these sweet rewards. Look at these emblems that you can only get for this. Because at the beginning of Destiny, we had a calendar that looked like that. Our calendar that they showed was five weeks worth of stuff, Queen's Wrath, and then Iron Banner was around the corner, and then they had Vault of Glass opening up. Like, that kind of stuff gets me amped as a player to want to be in that world. Mm-hmm. And we have the tools. We're building the events where this is possible. Why not bring back Crimson Doubles? It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, tied to the lore event, it technically kind of does. But I, I understand no! that stipulation. So it's like, yeah, let's bring some of those events back. Because it just, with, with the introduction of these events, rotating events, constant rotating events, it brings a, about the notion that oh, well, I can't play that weekend. I'm not going to get that reward. I'm kind of mad about that. 
but to me that's kind of the point you know the point that's why it's It's, rewarding i'm sorry you're traveling out of town but it's 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 it'll be back next month or in six weeks there's gonna be other events that allow oh man that just made me really want unique events that never come back (laughs) <laughs> like, like festival of the lost for, kind or for like one day only you can get a year two fate bringer <laughs> no 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 i'm editing that out of the show no i'm not but seriously no that somebody's already writing their tweet right now but that would be that would be ridiculous you know uh but introducing these rotating rewards i would really really enjoy that because yeah, you couldn't get it that first week, but you see people using it, and then that next time that it comes out, you're like, okay, I want that weapon. I see how awesome it is. I'm going to go get it this time. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to say about rewards. There's a lot to say about events. There are so much potential successes there that we can just think of right now. Raid event. Why not Revisit the Vault of Glass and get yourself this baller emblem if you complete it. Same thing with Crota's End. And then you have a King's Fall raid weekend or something. Challenge modes are kind of a nice way to incentivize, hey, just go do this boss fight this week and we'll throw you this nice reward, you know? Yeah, and Challenge of Elders kind of does that. It's a step in that direction. You know, it new boss rotation every single week. Uh, different modifiers as well it's 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 a nice refresh every single week but uh, it's not quite there yet Mm-mm. all right i think that was a pretty solid discussion anybody who wants to contribute your ideas do so at destiny the show on twitter diddy where can people find your content discord.me slash destiny the show twitter.com slash diddy dts d-i-t-t-y dts and excuse me youtube.com slash whooshness w-o-o-o-s-h-n-e-s-s remember to go to destinytheshow.com for all the links from today and more and check out our friends over at destinytracker.com the best place to track your stats in the destiny universe you can follow me at bbk dragoon on twitter and the same name on youtube thanks for listening guardians we will see you next week also wednesday is a bungee ride along stream for king's fall they will be having devs in there talking about the experiences and the design choices associated with king's fall i'm really excited about this one don't miss out thanks and we'll see you next week Thank you.